fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi. I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is to L, to L and, and back. back. And we're back. We're and we're back. Do we how many we say that a lot too? I know, but we really are back. Like we're really back. We really are back. Like we took this yeah. is like our long has this like the longest break we've ever taken? I think it might be. Yeah, I think so. And if you don't count the holiday special, then I mean it's definitely the longest break we've taken from watching the L word since we began original this series intrepid began. project yeah we took a little time out from all of our friends in West Hollywood yeah um, but you know what it's time to let them back into our hearts <laughs> and our minds uh-huh. <laughs> it's time to think about them all the time we are about to embark on a recapping journey of perhaps the worst season of television ever produced in the history mm-hmm. of television I agree. I feel like that's I mean, safe to not say. Not counting shows that are so bad I don't watch them. Um, yes. I can't think of any other show I've seen that failed so profoundly in Just their final season. So spectacularly. It's kind of Just impressive. Epic. Yeah, it is. Because it's like they had a lot of relatively good things set up for them. They had compelling characters. Mm-hmm. They had lesbian sex. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be all they had. <laughs> Uh, they had the backing of Showtime and all and by the time you get Showtime, to the sixth season of, of your show you get budget, you get money you get you got a budget yeah, at this point you had a budget and they just uh they, uh musics sure tunes mm-hmm. they had some good tunes some good tunes um they had but i think the most important thing they had going for them was that i personally was recapping their television show mm-hmm. with all of my heart mm-hmm. you and sure were they profoundly betrayed me personally yes. with this pile of terribleness and i I don't know why i was trying not to swear i know we don't swear on this podcast anymore new season this is not yeah this is we're going pg this season all the sex scenes were just gonna go beep 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 beep. and then jenny bleeps and uh (laughs) yeah yeah i i feel like that's something that's really often lost in the conversation about season six is how yeah how it was a real personal affront to you specifically yeah, it definitely was. Um, I don't think we talk about that enough. No one's talking no, about that. No, we don't. That. Yeah, like, because I think, honestly, talking about me in general is always a good idea. And mm-hmm. not everyone realizes that. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that we're taking the time right now. Um, also, you should introduce the episode. Okay, here I go. Okay. <laughs> Today. Speaking of journeys. Whew, an aptly named episode. This is season six, episode one, entitled Long Night's Journey Into Day. <laughs> because the whole Clever. episode basically takes place over the course of one night. One wild night in an imaginary Los Angeles where everything's open 24 hours. Yeah, bars. I know, right? Like what? Um, <laughs> this was written and directed by Eileen Shaken and originally mm. aired January 18th, 2009. We probably watched it maybe a week before then, I want to say. That seems likely. And yeah. Yeah. Because I had screeners. Yeah. And so we all got together at, um, the new apartment Natalie and I had moved into mm-hmm. 
And Robin, that's when Robin took tons of pictures yes, of us. Yes, I too. remember that. I remember that <laughs> night yeah. very. Dis- and I brought my Muppet, um, Svetlana yes. Monsoon, my customized Muppet I got at FAO Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> She's a real, real winner. Yeah. So Robin took really good pictures. And we watched the first episode and then we all changed our clothes and watched the second episode. <laughs> so that the pictures would look like we were on a different day. So it would look like day. Yeah. Because, you know, I was starting to think, how can I do this with more expedience? Mm-hmm. Because I was becoming a professional exactly. woman of the world and of business. And oh, I was about to start my business. A businesswoman, soon. one might say. I was becoming a businesswoman. Yeah. And I was there for the special. And the special was... Um, two burgers, two uh, fries, and a Diet Coke. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> That's a Romy and Michelle reference for some of our younger listeners who might not know who they are. <laughs> um, they're brilliant and it's a really good movie. You know what's funny is that like when I go back to watch old episodes of The L Word, often they're sort of like midway for some reason. Like when I press play, it's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Usually because like I've gone back or I've gone back and watched it or I've gone back to like get screenshots from it for a post for Autostraddle mm-hmm. usually most of the time. And the place where this episode was paused and I know why it was paused there, had been paused there since a post I wrote, I want to say in 2015 or something, wow. which I think, which honestly is quite some time for me to be out of touch with any particular episode of this program. Yeah. But I think what that really speaks to is that after recapping this episode, I never watched it again, ever. Until now. Until now. I similarly never rewatched any of season six. And Never. have actually blocked much of season six out in my mind. Yeah. So it's almost like for me, at least, I'm watching these for the first time in a way because I've forgotten so much of it. So, yeah, we're really coming to this with fresh eyeballs. Fresh eyeballs um, who have been the eyeballs that have been indoors for 11 months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're really coming at it from a healthy place. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, should we should we get into it? Let's get into it. The opening clip, we were just speaking about how we hadn't seen this episode very many times, but this specific clip, I feel I was forced to watch like Clockwork Orange style 20,000 times prior to the beginning of the season. Like they released this mm-hmm. this scene early and it is um, so basically, we're starting at the end, right? It's like a prologue to a novel, mm-hmm. except bad. And it's a crime scene, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise identified people. It's a crime scene. A crime has occurred. A crime has occurred. A death a, in the family. A death in the family. The family being what I want to call the Schechter Seven. <laughs> Sergeant Lucy Lawless is here. She's reporting <laughs> for duty. And the mm-hmm. officer that is at the crime scene tells her, that seven ladies were having a party and there was a little girl who is asleep. We already know the little girl is Angelica because we are good at knowing who people are that are on the show already. Side note, she's not asleep. Continue. No, once, they're in, once we go inside, we see that she is awake. And then they mention that they found a woman in the swimming pool. Dun, dun, dun. I would like to point out that okay. when they say that there were seven women in the house... They meant six women in Max. Because we then go inside the house and see who's in there. Mm-hmm. And we've got Shane, who's soaking wet, draped in a towel. Yeah, she just did a soak, probably like a, like a saltwater mm-hmm. soap at the, soak at the sauna. Yeah, like, some, like, like a mineral treatment, maybe. Um, yeah, that's definitely. in a robe to kind of continue the spa theme. Looks like a very uh-huh. luxe spa-like robe. Yes, it is. Um, and then it's we basically see bliss. 
exactly literally bliss spa obviously um yeah. and then we've got tina we've got alice we've got helena we've got shane we've got kit that's six people and then there is a quick shot where we see max sort of like i feel like i saw of? his mustache Th- yes i saw his mustache but i could and i was and like oh that must be else. max it was like very quick <laughs> but like tasha's not the there. side of his mustache yeah they don't Even show tasha. she does tasha ended up being there that night but she had yet to arrive at the time of this particular event so so yeah it's so the six. seven women are six women and max way to misgender max once again lapd way to go <laughs> and i think we should call them the chapter also, seven it is beyond it is beyond anyone's like no one can misgender max at this point Full i mustache. saw his mustache but not him like yeah. that's how much facial hair he has acquired at this point in the series like he resembled the guy on the pringles can with that exactly. mustache yeah Mm-hmm. That is a man. Um, and there's also a dead woman. Um, yeah, we do. That's important. There's a dead woman <laughs> in the pool. That's like, that's significant. Uh-huh. And we all knew who it was going to be because they had teased us with it for a bazillion promos ahead of time. And we, as aforementioned in our holiday special, which hopefully you listened to, Carly and I appeared in a special f- promo for Showtime sure. sharing our theories about mm-hmm. who would kill Jenny because it's Jenny. And for some reason, they wheel oh her my dead God. ass body through the living room and then take the sheet off face exposed like madame tussaud is unveiling her wax figure at an opening night party like excuse me i don't think this is normal operating (laughs) cop procedure i don't know i'm not a cop Mm -hmm. But like I've watched some Law and Order and I've watched some mm-hmm. other procedurals and I've never seen somebody yeah. wheel the body into the room where everyone is and then be like, hey, check this out. Check out what we found. And like Tina's like yeah. covering Angie's Do-do. eyes. They're like, ta-da. Because yeah. ignorance like a magic is bliss at Bliss Spa. Bliss Spa. We're at Bliss Spa. Um, I clocked immediately that Bet had Ikea window treatments, which really goes against oh. everything we know about her, True. which I thought was kind of sus. Maybe when Showtime saw the script for this season, they're like, we're, maybe we'll give you 10, 20 bucks for this. And they have to make do bad, with it. This is bad, but we already renewed they're it. Like, and yeah. I guess we should just let you do it. But like, you're going to yeah. get $4. Uh. <laughs> oh, and Sergeant Lucy Lawless, her name is Sergeant Mary Beth Duffy, which is like a name. <laughs> like that is a name. Like that yeah, name like, is Isn't that the lot. name of the beer in The Simpsons? Duffy, Duff is the beer in The Simpsons, I believe. Duff beer. Oh, and if you're unaware of this... Lucy Lawless was there because she's Xena the warrior princess mm-hmm. and um, the idea was that it would make all the lesbians come in their pants to see her uh, in a blazer wheeling Jenny's dead body through a living room in front of a small allegedly asleep child who was wide awake wide awake and wide all awake of her child. friends who by the way are not sad or upset enough they look annoyed or enough <laughs> yeah they look sort of like oh like someone like someone knocked the nachos over you know <laughs> And Shane's kind of cold. Mm. Like they no look, one. What? They look like a little stressed out, but mostly uh, like tired and annoyed. They don't. No one seems yeah, to be grieving. Jenny nervous. At all. <laughs> they yeah. No, not even. They're all going to get arrested. Right. So the first scene, I have several notes. It sucked. We hated it. We hated it. Um, And no one even fangirls when Xena Warrior Princess walks in. I'm right. like, have they no never seen like, Xena? Wait a second. That's right. so weird. Yeah. 
Anyway, we have the opening credits. They're the same. They're the same, right? I, I was I was trying mm. to pay attention. They seem to be the same as the end of season five. You know what they should have done <laughs> is they should have had, you know, the part of the credits where Jenny is naked and, the, and she has the blood creeping out uh-huh. of her mouth. They should have had the blood creep around her mouth and then her head just snaps off and then blood <laughs> pours out of her neck all over and then she like slowly collapses into a pool of blood in the they, opening credits. They should have just like fully, like that shot of what's her face in the pool. It should have actually yeah. been Jenny dead <laughs> Jenny's pool. dead body. They could have the just replaced a bunch of shots with like dead Jenny. That would have been amazing. I know. It's not like it was oh, a man. surprise. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Hang on a second. Can you imagine <laughs> if they had never told us in the promotional mm. materials for season six? That Jenny yeah. was to be dead. Like literally like the tagline of season six was like, who killed Jenny? Like, which is not a yes. tagline, but it was. And can you imagine what would have happened if we were like, okay, we got the screeners. Time to sit down and watch it. I wonder what wacky misadventures these this gang's going to get into today. And it opens <laughs> with Jenny being wheeled into, like we would have lost our minds. I'll tell you what would have happened. You would have been thrilled. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Me and Alex would have been devastated. Robin would have taken a picture, I guess. I don't know if she would have felt strongly either way. She probably would have laughed. She probably would have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But Alex and I would be so mad and so upset. I feel like it would was be so happy. such a crazy decision on the part was so bad. of the writers that they had to tease it ahead of time or people yeah. would have just like not watched after the right. first episode. Probably. They had to tease it because they definitely didn't sell it. No. No, and we and we'll and we'll you know oh, we're gonna God. get into that over the next several weeks as we get we into sure are. deeper into the season, more episodes, things like that. But mm-hmm. for now, all we know is that Jenny is dead, and now we're gonna jump three months earlier and try to figure out how we got into this situation. We open where we closed at the end of season five mm-hmm. at Yamashiro. We actually see Jenny. a whole lot of shit we've already seen. Correct. They did cut out. Um, mm-hmm. In the original, in the end of season five, Jenny gets up there. She starts saying her speech. She talks about how the movie's out of her control. She hopes they care for it. They cut all of that out. Mm -hmm. And they didn't act like, it wasn't like a cut, like they were acknowledging something had been cut out of it. They just made it seem like her whole speech was just the part about her friends. Um, I think what was important about re-showing this to us is that uh, we had another chance to hear. um, I saw her outside by the little pagoda. The little pagoda. (laughs) And that is is so important. That line is such an important part of dialogue. Uh huh. So they are, they, you know, she gives her speech. They go outside. They're yelling at Aaron about the movie. They're going to change it. Everyone's upset. Uh, and then also, you know what else they cut out? They cut out Jenny thanking the crew. That's rude. It's rude because it's the really crew, rude. they worked fucking hard on Lay Girls, you know, and they had, they sure it was did. a tough set. It was a complicated set. They it's had a complicated oils. set. They had people showing up with flyers for parties. Uh huh. They no had security. actresses coated in olive oil, just ready to fry all over the place. They had a set that looked like it was out of the 70s. I mean, they had a lot to deal with. Yeah. They were trying to shoot a 2007 story on a 70s set. It doesn't make sense. They had so many hurdles to overcome. They did. And they don't even get a thank you. So we're now finally caught up. Like we, we're where we saw up in, in the end of season five. And now mm-hmm. we get to go to something that the show loves more than anything, a car chase <laughs> through the streets of Los Angeles. Which is so realistic. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> who hasn't been involved in a car chase with an ex of some kind? I mean, everyone on this show has. <laughs> so Shane is chasing Jenny. Yes. Nikki is chasing Shane and Jenny. Yes. The most important thing about this is that when Shane calls Jenny and Jenny's phone, um, the picture that Jenny has for Shane is a publicity still from mm-hmm. season four. And I just think it's nice that they gave that to her, you yeah. know? 
I thought that was she didn't cute. have to take her own pick because it was you know low res. Our picks were very low res at the time. Yeah, I mean these are flip phones kind of you know situation we're talking about. This is two thousand nine. Yes, you know. Yeah, it's two thousand nine. Million years ago. And again, if you forgot, Jenny does now own a Porsche. That's that they make sure we remember that. And also, Nikki is notice. being driven by a driver uh-huh. in a car by chase, Aaron, right? which is like very funny. No, I yeah. think it I, was. I don't think it was Aaron. I think it was just like her driver for the night, oh. like her car. Oh, Men, you know, they all kind of. I can't tell them apart. Blend together. Um, this is really dangerous. Yeah, this is very dangerous. Shane gets to her own house and pounds on the door. Jenny won't let her in. Mm-mm. And then we cut to Alice's where I guess Tasha and Alice are like in a fight. They're in a fight. And I immediately was like, what are they fighting about? I don't remember what <laughs> happened here. Did Alice right. try to break up with her or tell her what was going on with Melanie Linsky, whose character's name I cannot remember now? I think her name was Zoe or something. Or No, I don't think that's it. Okay, let's I think let's give her a name. Um, I'm going to okay. call her. Um, I could look Bart. up her name, but I don't want to call her Bart. Bart, Bart Simpson. Okay. I'm going to call her Bart Simpson. Yeah. So. I don't either remember, um, but it's, they were at a tense, they were having a tense moment. Oh, here's what happened was that, was that Alice was feeling, told Shane that how she was feeling and Shane had given her terrible advice because Shane was in the middle of her own shit. Right. Remember that? Like yes, it was all I remember that. And the lighting was really nice. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember that, but how did we get here? Well, I think what happened was Tasha decided to wear really baggy flare pants, mm-hmm. a tank top and a vest. I just wanted to mention that. And somehow she pulls it off. <laughs> it was it was a different time where, um, you know, outfit proportions were just like really different. And again, somehow only Tasha can pull this off. Uh-huh. It would be illegal on anyone else. So they go back to Alice's house and Tasha's like packing up her stuff because she's like going to leave. And Alice takes a call from Helena. Yeah, Helena calls and then Alice tells her all the scenes we just watched for the second time. Which I thought was a great a great use of everyone's time. I don't think that was necessary at all. Well, it's about Tasha being annoyed that Alice is always taking calls in her presence and not focusing on her as a person. And Alice is like, you can't blame me because I know that we've both been unhappy and Alice doesn't want to break up. And then it comes out that Alice took Shane's advice and Tasha is like, I can't believe you took Shane's advice, which is fair. Although Shane usually does give good advice, but in this case, Shane gave terrible advice. So yes. get your shit together, ladies. I just need everyone to get across the board, yeah. like a get, get your shit together situation for everyone. We go back to Shenny's. Jenny will not let Shane in and she calls Shane a pathetic piece of shit. That's the whole scene. We go back uh-huh. to Bet and Tina's where... Yes. Bet has gotten a haircut since... <laughs> since <laughs> on, her, on the way home from Yamashiro, uh, Bet was like, I'm done with bangs, apparently. And then done just with them. grew. Yeah, she got extensions or I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you get rid of bangs between a restaurant and a house. They couldn't <laughs> have just clipped bangs in even though she got her hair. Oh, whatever. No continuity. Here's the thing. They got rid of her bangs, but they kept that goddamn butterfly shirt. So Bet's butterfly applique writes <gasps> a check for the babysitter. <laughs> and Tina is like, Angie is congested. This is our B plot. And the babysitter is like, I gave her Advil a half hour ago. And there's your problem right there because Advil's <laughs> not a decongestant. It's a pain reliever That's, and mm-hmm. a fever reducer. So Dr. I really... Dr. Carly over here with, I the, think, with the real medical advice that needs to be... I really think be. they should consult an actual mm-hmm. physician um, and not yeah. this babysitter who looks like she is 13 years old. 
Yeah, she also seemed like not an actress. I wasn't sure what was happening with her. Yeah, she might. I, she seems like someone who just happened to be on set that day and they forgot to cast <laughs> yeah. the role and they were like, uh, you, you, girl. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She like was bringing in like wraps from the sandwich store. She's like, hey, I just, I'm here to deliver the wraps from the sandwich store. And they're like, she's perfect. Mm-hmm. You can be the babysitter. She's like, Get where the am rap I? Lady. <laughs> rap lady. I smell like lettuce. Uh, <laughs> so they can hear that Shane is like banging on Jenny's house and. Then Bed and Tina, there's this sort of runner through the episode where they're kind of disagreeing about who is the, what should be done between Shane and Jenny and Nikki about what was done and like and who's, who's at, at fault. fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, I'm sure you could have all seen this coming, Bet sides with Shane and Tina sides with Jenny. Um, mm-hmm. I do love that they're just watching this drama outside and they do not do anything about it. like they don't like they're not like, hey, Shane, are you OK? Nothing. They're just like, oh, yeah. shit, drama. And then they just go back to the, their business. And I I'm, that I, that was relatable for me because <laughs> when I see do. people with drama, I'm like, ooh, interesting. OK, bye. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I've been like, I could go help. I'm going to go help. And then I would have made it worse. <laughs> But they agree to disagree. However, I will say that I felt their little conversation here was super realistic because I feel like in Mm -hmm. conversations like this, in couples where you have an unresolved incident, like something that has happened between you that both of you feel differently about and that you had is a continued source of tension. When anything similar comes up, it's always about you. Mm -hmm. The argument is always about you. It really has nothing to do with the person who you're actually talking about. It's always like about your own shit and defending your own past or prosecuting your other own past or whatever so that felt real so this whole episode takes place over the course of one very late night and -hmm. it involves all of our all of the couples Mm -hmm. hashing out a lot of shit and it i have to say a lot of the dialogue and the performances felt real like they felt realistic for like a lot of the the i just thought it was like well done in terms of like all of these conversations Because a lot of them are conversations, we'll get to Alice and Tasha, but a lot of that is stuff that should have been brought up a long time ago, like how mm-hmm. they have nothing in common. So anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally thought that that was like when they're both like, we shouldn't be discussing this right now. And I was like, look at them. Growth. Way to go. Good job. That marriage. I mean, they're not married, but in my head, they're, they're still married. I feel like we just talk about them like they're married. I, they are in spiritually. I don't know. <laughs> so we're back in Jenny's house and suddenly Nikki is inside of the house because she had keys, which was very funny. And then she's like, ha ha, I'm going to let Shane in. So then Shane comes in and Jenny's like, God damn it. She wants them to leave. And then Nikki gets like a phone notification and she's like, oh my God. Oh, poor Tiffy. Nikki, by the way, is golden in this Nikki whole episode. so funny in this episode. She's so funny. And I love like... Shane's reaction to Nikki in this episode is like uh-huh. so good. Like everything she's yeah. doing is so stupid and uh-huh. it's just like not helping. She can't shut up. She can't mm-hmm. help herself. And Shane and Jenny both are just like so over her and it's yeah. very entertaining. And Shane also seems to like she has, she's immediately accepting responsibility. She's like, I know that I fucked up, but also I do want to say that you told me that she was dead to you, but also I recognize that still it was fucked up for me to hook up with her, even though that was the truth. And you can tell that Jenny is not only upset, but like frustrated with herself for being upset. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like Mia was again doing Emmy for Mia. her Emmy best right here. And then they get to this weird thing where Shane's like, I will eat dirt. I will walk on glass. And Nikki's like, I'll eat spirulina. And I'm like, why would Jenny... What what would that do to help Jenny's emotional situation here for you to eat dirt? 
she's like, I'll be your slave. I was like, oh, God, this is so stupid and just weird. Is she going to be like, yeah, if you walk on glass, I'll forgive you. What? Like That actually would be it. I was thinking like if you could do something <laughs> yeah. like like a physical yeah. challenge that would show <laughs> yes, exactly. that you're sorry. Exactly. I was thinking walking over hot coals, but now that you bring up the walking on glass option, first of all, there's a song about it and we love the song Walking on Broken Glass. And we could play the song while you walk on the glass and I Correct. feel like that's beautiful. Plus, where are we going to get hot coals on such short notice? Exactly. But who We've is glass? We've got plenty of glass. Everyone. Well, we have yeah. glass because... Jenny's going to start throwing things in a second. Yeah, she but sure is. before that happens, um, Shane is like, this is all because of Molly, who inspired me. And Jenny and I have the same reaction to that, which is, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, Molly? Like, <laughs> what? She inspired you to f- fuck my girlfriend on the, the, the balustrade of Yamashiro? <laughs> Greatest line of dialogue of all time. Uh-huh. Then Shane's like, I didn't fuck her. And then he's like, Jenny, she only ate me out. I wrote in my notes that this is high art. <laughs> yes. This not is a brilliant scene. Not to be confused with the film high art. This is mm-hmm. art. Like you are Actual watching high art. art. Yeah. Yeah. Emmy for everyone high involved in the scene. Art. Yes. Especially for the lamp, who then did a little the lamp. Um yeah. big moment for the lamp. Big moment for the lamp. You know what? It's crazy because they had multiple lamps, you know? Like, I'm sure they had, like, several lamps so they could get that, yeah. the, the lamp breaking a couple times. And, like, you know, that's, mm-hmm. like, stunt doubles for the lamp. And that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't seen lamps take center stage like that since, like, The Breakfast Club. I was going to um, say since The Brave Little Toaster. But, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Thank and the you. lamp does a great job. It breaks. The lamp, I'm going to say, the lamp really <laughs> crushes it. really smashes it. <laughs> Yeah, but um, bum. Um, Nikki is like just completely out of her league. Like the type of like chaotic energy that Jenny and Shane bring. Like <laughs> Nikki is just so nowhere near this. Mm-mm. Like like oh no. sweet little bird. Like you you don't even stand a chance with these two. Mm-hmm. It's very and funny. you know that Shane is like she's really not helping my case. No. You she's know like, why is Nikki here? Yeah. So then we go. Back to Alice's, where Tasha points out that they have nothing in common. This is something that I think we should have talked about a really long time ago. And I think (laughs) something that Reese and I have talked about on this podcast. Yeah, we have. Which is that these characters have nothing nothing in in common. They have one thing in common, which is the first thing that Alice brings up. And that is that they are both um, allosexual people, which means they're people who have sex drives and that they enjoy doing the sexes with each other. They're attracted to each other and they have great sex. That is what they have in common. Mm -hmm. That's it. The end. The end of this relationship question mark. We'll see. It seems like it's enough for Alice though. Tasha's the only one who's upset about them having nothing in common. Yeah. Alice is like, but you're hot. What's but sex, but sex, (laughs) but your arms. Question mark. (laughs) <laughs> but your face, I don't know. Your face is like perfect. What is wrong with the fat? And you might be wondering when you're watching the beginning of the scene, why is Alice's laptop open and facing the camera? Well, it's there because Max is about to send her an instant message. And she's like, oh, it's Max. And then, you know, Tasha doesn't like that. You know, there's mm-hmm. this running theme. Alice is just distracted, not paying enough attention. So she shuts the laptop. And again, mm-hmm. kind of an unnecessary thing, but whatever. Max almost had a line there, you know? 
Yeah, so we have a quick Max mustache <laughs> and the mention of Max sending a message to message Alice on the internet. That is the extent of the Max stuff in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say no one was transphobic, but actually the LAPD said that there were seven women in the house when there were six and one Max. So actually, and one mustache. There was transphobia in this episode. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get any screen time. And also, I know what everyone's thinking about why they thought. Max was a lady, but I reject it. Bullshit. Then we go back to Shenny's where Jenny, where Shane and Nikki have been ex, ex, uh, exiled, removed from the home. They've been and extracted. Nikki's, and Nikki's like, I'm going to go, like, let's go to the chateau. Marmot fully or like, whatever. well, we tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> already given up. Oh, well. And Shane is devastated. She's like, I bought a house, but I have to stay at the chateau until the house is ready. And again, we don't need to know any of this. Just like, come stay yeah. with me at the chateau was all you needed to say. The vibe is like, you were a body. I have a body. Our bodies came together. There was That's nothing all else. Was. That's all That's it was. It. That's yeah. all it was. Stop talking. And then Jenny opens the door and throws a bunch of stuff at Shane. Yes. That is exactly what she does. Um <laughs> And then that, much like the episode where Jenny carried around the trash bag for many seasons ago, Shane will spend the rest of the episode carrying around whichever belongings Jenny chose to throw at her in a paper Whole Foods bag for the rest of the episode. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, uh, first of all, uh, Whole Foods probably gave him at least 40, 50 bucks for that. Which is the cost of one head of lettuce at Whole Foods. Uh Yeah. So we're back at... Bet and Tina's next door, and they are very worried about Angie. Um, they say she has a fever and a cold. But before they can, like, deal with that, Shane knocks on the door, and they're like, shut up. This is like a sleeping baby. Like, we are adults with a baby. Like, what are you doing? Why are you carrying a Whole Foods bag? And so Bet yeah. goes and talks to her in the living room. And Shane catches Bet up on all of the terrible Phyllis Molly Phyllis. things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And... Shane is like, I love Molly. I'm in love with Molly. And and I was faithful to her. I was faithful. And Bet laughs in her face, (laughs) which was great. Fully great. Like, I really appreciated that. And then Tina, Tina comes out and is like, how how hard is it for you to be faithful to someone you're in love with? And I'm like, okay, Lindsay 76 out here with your fucking. Okay. 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 All right. Brought Henry to Whistler. We see you. Crazy All right, had sex with Henry in the house that you shared with Bat while she was mm-hmm. what? What was she doing on a med? I don't. I don't remember that story. Yoga wearing retreat, a shirt. Who knows? Mm-hmm. With a stack of towels, caftans. No idea. Um, but this is, you know, it is also a funny little point. It just shows how how different they are. And Bat has decided that Tina should call inconceivable. Yeah, Bat has decided that despite it being like one thirty two in the morning. Mm-hmm. That Tina needs to call William and like really like t- tell him how passionate she is about them not changing the ending of the film. And mm-hmm. Bet's like gassing her up and like getting her like riled up and ready to go. And then Tina's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. go call him. I'm going to go call yeah. him right now. And yeah. and then she's like, I'm going to call him right here in this room. I'm not going to go into another room. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> an interesting choice. Okay. I usually yeah. go in another room, but sure. Um, so anyway, Tina's call like goes really badly. Like really, really, bad. really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, she tries to plead her case. He's kind of like, are you insinuating that like I'm like bad at my job and like a pushover to like the marketing guys? And also, do you have any idea what time it is? And like 
he's very, you can tell he's getting condescending with her because she's like, you're right. I should have cooled off and like thought about it for a while. And she gets off the phone and Bet has this incredible, oh my God, reaction. <laughs> like, oops. I was like, Bet in this scene has some really good reactions, like A plus Bet reaction yeah. moments. And also well, Tina's on the phone with William, Bet like fills Shane in on all the movie drama. Exactly. Because Shane, Shane missed all that. I think that um, obviously Bet gave really bad advice to Tina, but also we can't forget the butterfly. And the butterfly's role in this. We cannot, you know, just make excuses for the sequin applique butterfly. It has powers. That's not right. Mm-hmm. It's already made Angie sick. Yeah, I think it's a it's a curse. It's a curse. It's a curse on the whole group, and really is probably the reason that Jenny died. Jenny died. That Jenny died. <laughs> well, Jenny died with Jenny, if you know what I mean, and you do, and I do. This episode is brought to you by Orate. Orate is a women-founded company selling fine jewelry made in New York City. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. This is a very interesting advertiser for us because neither of us really wear jewelry or pay a lot of attention to jewelry. Uh, yeah, I've never. I, I I've always found jewelry to be such a like very gendered uh, space, yeah. and so I've I've often found it hard to find specific jewelry items that I actually like. Right. And then also they, it tends to be very expensive. Very expensive. Orate hits all the spots for people who are new to buying jewelry. First, the quality. It's all real gold. You can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, working out, sleeping, cooking, anything. It's jewelry for life. All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know that it lasts, even though your life probably won't. Even though the planet's dying, this jewelry yeah. will outlive all of us. Not only is the quality great, but so is the price. Because Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, they can offer the same quality as traditional high-end brands at a fraction of the cost. I really like how they make high-quality jewelry accessible. Yeah. And plus, it's a women-founded company, and it's all ethically sourced, which is a win-win. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I recently had to put my dog with a sitter for a week, who was my friend, and I got her some jewelry from this company as a gift and she loves it and it was also just really easy for her to find what she wanted and the designs were also very simple for people who like a more gender neutral type look yeah for me my my jewelry choices when i do wear it it's like really simple like no frills kind of pieces like i've been wanting for a long time just like a plain silver chain and like last year maybe like a birthday or hanukkah or christmas or something uh my wife got me one and it fell apart like pretty quickly um and i was devastated because i had really liked it and so um i bought a new one through orate and it's really beautiful and it's the exact kind of thing i love and so far the quality has been great i've been wearing it all the time and i love it it's true they're wearing it right now and it looks amazing thank you so much it looks it looks great with my cruel intentions t-shirt it does it really (laughs) brings out the intentions in your t-shirt thank you they are cruel (laughs) we're obviously not going out a lot these days but knowing that whatever product you buy isn't going to disintegrate in the shower and can withstand life's roughest days is always money well spent yeah i like knowing that the chain i'm wearing is not gonna like leave a green ring on my neck or a ring isn't gonna make my finger green or something and you know i'm excited to eventually go back to the gym and go back to play basketball with my friends and i can like wear my cool chain and like look really cool i'm imagining it right now and that's like 
It's very cool. Thank I can you. see I can see you like slam dunking in your necklace in my head. You know what? This necklace is probably going to allow me to dunk on a 10 foot rim, which is something Absolutely, I have, was yeah. not able to do prior to having the necklace. Right. So it basically has magical powers. Exactly. I also um, really liked the packaging that it came in when it was shipped to my house. I thought it was very lovely. We have a very special offer for two Ellen Back listeners. For 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com slash to Ellen Back and use promo code to Ellen Back. That's A-U-R-A-T-E New York.com slash to Ellen Back. Use the code to Ellen Back. That's T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K to get 15% off your first Orate purchase. Yeah, you should do it. It's never been a better time to support independent businesses owned by human beings and not big corporations. Exactly. Do it right now. Get do something it. special. Do it. To You're going to look for the so fight you just cool. have with your girlfriend. Do it. Get, make do up, it. Just make do up it. with someone. You're going to look great. Get a ring. Propose to someone. Make a choice. Then we cut to... Um, oh my God. The- <laughs> this, <laughs> this scene is... It's so bad. It's so bad and therefore awesome. <laughs> uh, it is 2.15 in the morning <laughs> at this bar where Kid and Helena are brainstorming names for, for their the club. bar formerly known as She Bar. Mm-hmm. First, they suggest Porter <laughs> Peabody's. And so I would just like to suggest for us here that from now forward, we refer to the bar as... Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace. Uh, I second that motion. Thank you. Absolutely. However, it's not what they actually choose. I'm going to call it Porter Peabody's for short. Okay. I'm going to do the whole t- thing every time. I'm going to mess awesome. up, especially when I, I have my Invisalign in like right now. Perfect. Okay. They were like, no, that's not it. But like, I love the idea of combining our names into another name. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, we are on the right track. Never before has this concept of naming ever failed anyone mm-hmm. and they come up with hit like the h uh-huh. from helena and the it from kit <laughs> the it from kit that sounds like a children's book <laughs> the it from kit. yeah and then and they say it over and over again they say it like so many times at no point does it become a good idea to anyone watching but they are into it kit helena kit 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 hit Hit. 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 The Hit Club. Hit. Great name for it. It's a hit. It hit. It's a hit me. Girl. Hit Club. Girl. So Kit wants to call it the Hit Club. Yeah. Terrible. And it sounds like a fight club. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. What about that says like nightclub in West Hollywood? The Hit Club? That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't. And also you're sort of manifesting fights and, and hits. Which is literally what happens like a few minutes yeah. later. Right. So back to Bets. Bet and Tina's, I guess, at this point. Just, did Tina move back? I guess Tina moved back in. I don't remember yeah. where we're at with this, this relationship. And yeah, Tina is berating together. Shane. <laughs> Tina is back to berating Shane. She's telling her to think before she acts because actions have consequences. This is a really mm-hmm. important lesson for everybody on the show to really <laughs> internalize. Just so we're all on the same page, Tina and Bet are still litigating their own relationship messiness and Shane is just yes. sort of the cardboard box that they're throwing all of that into. Some might say the paper bag. Some might say the paper some might say bag the that paper they're throwing bag. all their shit into. They're just doing a lot of projection. There's a lot of projection happening. A lot of projections, yeah. Well, I think that we all have to take in account, you know, a lot of things before we can judge anyone else's behavior. 
I think your unwillingness to judge has a lot more to do with your own history than any accommodation that you might make for Shane. Which I thought was a very pointed line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Angie starts to cry, not because she's sick, but because everyone's fighting. (laughs) (laughs) And also because of the butterfly. It's definitely because she's sick, but it's also because everyone's fighting. Mm -hmm. And Shane's like, okay, uh, I'll go. But goes to check on her and Tina apologizes to Shane. Mm -hmm. Wow. Growth all around. But like they were really really. determined this season to be like, okay, nice married lesbian couples at home who have nice normal relationships. We're going to make you feel seen this season with Ben and Tina. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was too little too late. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Chalices where Alice is talking about Bart Simpson. Yeah. And making a very poor case for herself. She wants credit for not cheating on Tasha. I was just watching something the other day where a character was like, I could have cheated, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And like, you're welcome. And I was just like, why does no one understand that that is not an argument? That's not an argument that you don't, that's not, you don't get a medal for that. Right. Which is actually what Tasha says. And Tasha knows that she, about medals. medals. Tasha was in army. Yeah. And she got medals at army. Many medals in army. So, you know, like this whole thing is not going great right now. And then the doorbell rings. Again, it is after two in the morning and neither of them look shocked that the doorbell is ringing at like 2.30 in the morning. I think that should come with some tired concern. No? I want to see the cocaine lines that they're doing to make this all possible. They all are very awake. I would be so sleepy. Yeah, I'd be asleep. I'd be like, I, yeah, maybe we should break up and maybe I'm still mad that you cheated on me but and like, maybe I'm our really baby tired. is sick, but also I'm soups tired. Can we have this fight in the morning, please? Yeah. I'm so tight, tight. So, of course, and of course it's Shane, Shane. And, it's Shane and the Whole Foods bag at the door. <laughs> Shane and Tasha's like, like, bye. And then, yeah, Tasha uses this moment of confusion to duck out of there, which I thought was very smart. Um, uh-huh. Shane is looking for a couch to sleep on and Alice is like, no, but also Alice leaves. So like she right. totally could have like, just stayed there. That was yeah. that was shitty. Alice yeah, I wrote that friend. down. I was like, come on. Like you're leaving because Alice is going to chase Tasha on her motorcycle with her car. So just let Shane take a nap. She in a Mini Cooper is going to chase a motorcycle. <laughs> uh-huh. First of all. Second of all, second car chase of the episode. Wow. It's like an action movie suddenly. Whew, it's Truly. hard to keep up. Except this car chase, we don't get to see at all. We don't. Because instead, we're going back to Bettina's where Tina is calling the doctor. And Bet cannot work a digital thermometer. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, th- the, it's probably thrown off by the magnets on her butterfly shirt. Yeah, exactly. So like this is, okay. If I can science? just get kind of like science for a second. Yeah, please um, So like all the people that are like, I'm not getting the COVID vaccine because it's going to like implant a chip. And like, I don't want to be tracked by the government despite having uh, smartphones that do that already. I think that that concern should have been more so about the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Because I What's think the butterfly that doing? the butterfly, okay, is like recording everything they're doing. Everything. And is like <laughs> has mystical ability. So it's also influencing what's happening. And like, uh-huh. it's what made Angie sick. It's what made everyone get in a fight. It's what made Jenny die eventually three <laughs> months or weeks yeah. later. Well, three months. What three months later. Shane eat Nikki out on the balustrade of Yamashiro. It's all because of the butterfly. And I think that if we're going to have conspiracies, they need to include that. They do. 
And I also would like a personal apology from Eileen Shaken to us and also to the world mm-hmm. for bringing the butterfly into our lives. Not one, but two entire fucking episodes two of this cursed beast. Episodes, including several scenes we had to watch twice. Twice. Two times. Not once, but twice. It's a cruel, cruel mistress. But somehow mm. Bet gets a reading of a fever of 104. Yes. Yeah, so which reminded me dead. of the time I had a fever of 104 when I was a little toddler. And Aww. it is one of my earliest memories. But you lived. I, I did. I did live. I'm so brave. But my parents took me <laughs> to the hospital in the middle of the night. I have this like, it's like the only memory of like being that young that I have of like being yeah. in this hospital. And I just remember that they, I had my like security blankie that I brought and they uh-huh. were putting like a cold on me and then warm. And then like, I, they were like cold because I was like burning up. And then I had my blanket, which was like warming me up. I just like really remember that. And then I remember my parents like carrying me out of there when it was over and putting me in the car. And that's all I remember. Just like real quick. Do you remember any sort of like insects, any shiny objects, maybe a shiny Butterfly, if you like really close your eyes and just really put yourself back in that on, waiting me, room, do you see eye. it? Do you I'm see a butterfly? Okay. Do you see? You're sick. You're, you're <gasps> getting hot. You're getting cold. Oh my your God. parents are very concerned. You have a fever oh of 104. What do you see? Carly, what do you see? I see a sparkly butterfly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's, you, you were right. You guys. You guys, this, this shit has been around for a while. <laughs> this is like ancient. Yeah. This is ancient. This is this is like we're in Warehouse 13 now, which is a TV show that no one watched except me and Heather. I literally never watched it. And now I'm regretting it because maybe I could have learned about my Yeah, past. you would have learned about this so much earlier. Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. True. Back in the okay. back in the okay. present, okay. but in okay. the past. Okay. Um we're at Jenny's. Molly guess has arrived. Here. It's Molly. It's Molly in her Free City shirt. Was that a free shitty and, shirt? Because that looked like a shirt that was made by a child. This shirt oh, yeah, is so, so offensive to me. <laughs> it has like cartoon owls drawn all over it in like yeah, random places. Bird. No yeah. rhyme or reason to anything that is happening on the shirt. But the shirt costs $150, so, so you better get with it. I was so distracted by the shirt. I could <laughs> barely follow the scene. Well, listen, Molly is like, I'm not going to let Shane get away because of my stupid mom and what my stupid mom says. And Jenny's like, this is Shane's MO and girls always want to control her. And Molly's like, I don't want to control her. I love her for who she is. And Jenny's like, well, she's with Nikki and they were hooking up on the pink ride. I have two things to say about this. The first thing is that on some level that still makes sense to me as a human person, Jenny is in pain and upset and she wants to outsource it. She wants to be able to share that pain with someone and here's Molly. Mm -hmm. And so she's going to exaggerate the situation with Shane and Nikki so that Molly will be in pain with her and she won't have to hold it by herself and she can be angry with someone else. However, she is also lying and this is (laughs) evil and fucked up. And this is the first example. This is the beginning of the new Jenny that they are creating in season six. They can justify murdering her. Is this like very pathological, like Mm -hmm. manipulative, um psychopathy basically yeah this is the first moment of that there will be another moment later this episode Mm -hmm. where you're just like what are you doing and there's no answer really she is just wearing a bra that's one thing she's doing she's just wearing i wrote that down as well um (laughs) i love that she just answered the door to her house just wearing a bra good for her 
You know, she's yeah, had a rough for her. She has had a rough night. And then Molly gives her Shane's jacket, which has a note in it for Shane. And my friends, do not ever give your note to an intermediary. Do not. No. You got to deliver that straight to the source. You got to hand that off into the person's hand. The, mm-hmm. the intended recipient, you must see with your eyes that they are yes. holding the note because, because no one can be trusted with a note. Correct. And also ask yourself, could this have been an email? I want to say yes. I think yes, it could have been an email. Jenny sits down. She unfolds the note. Because of course, like, come on. If you were Jenny, <laughs> you would read the note. You yeah, might not read it out loud, which was a choice, but <laughs> here we are. TV show. Molly's note is about touching. It's like I touch you and cherish our moments or whatever. There's no entrails in here. No sweet meats, no kidneys, no, no nothing. None of that real raw emotional stuff that connects with and Jenny. That's, that's why Jenny does what she does, which mm-hmm. is the second sociopathic moment of the episode where she takes the jacket and stows it away in the attic that I did not know existed in this house. What if um, Shane gets cold? Because you know she only she's owns make, one jacket. She's going to make herself a jacket out of that Whole Foods bag? She's going to, yeah, she's going to wear the bag. Like in elementary school when people would try to like be objects for Halloween and it would just be like a cardboard box. You'd just like be standing inside a cardboard box. That'll be her like her cardboard jacket. Sustainability, it's important. It's for the planet, actually. Not the the cafe, yeah. the um, right. the earth, the actual earth. Yeah. Um. So then we go back to the hospital. and I'm sorry. Then we go to the hospital where Bet just snaps and do- goes into like an incredible classic Bet Porter monologue where she is screaming at the lady working the desk about paperwork. Yeah, the butch lesbian working the desk. She is yelling at her about her um, not acknowledging Bet as the mother of the child uh, because this is 2009. And, but no one's paying attention again to the real issue, which is the butterfly, which she is now exposing an entire hospital. An entire emergency room is now exposed to the butterfly, which means that they are all now cursed as well. You Mm -hmm. know what this is, Reese, if Mm -hmm. I may? You may. I think this is the butterfly effect. (gasps) Carly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We cracked it. This is the butterfly effect. We've all heard of the butterfly effect. We have. But we've, we've never seen, seen it. We've only it. it's it's yeah. theoretical. It's something that yeah. you can witness the effects of, but you cannot see the actual butterfly effect. You can't. You can't. Until but now. we are seeing it in this we season are seeing it. of the L word. This season the L word is so profoundly mediocre to terrible that we have imagined it to be something else entirely, and we're right. Mm-hmm. The only reason that this season is what it is, butterfly the only effect. thing I can possibly think of to explain it mm-hmm. is the butterfly effect. Bet mm-hmm. wore a butterfly on her dress and that led to a series to of consequences which reverberated mm-hmm. throughout the whole season and truly made yeah. for very bad television. And I think that is what we need to talk about. It is. So you're welcome, everybody. Then we go to a restaurant. I guess uh, for a sec, when Shane is standing in the front by like the it, counter for a second, it looked like the planet. And I was like, what time is it? What is going on? And then we realized it's at it's least like a three. Yeah. Shane's there and somehow Nikki and all of her like terrible friends come in and they have the munchies mm-hmm. and, and, and they like absorb Shane into the group. 
Yeah, and Nikki kind of treats like Shane amoeba. like a yeah, like an object, like a prop kind mm-hmm. of. She's like, oh, look at Shane, and then she's like, isn't she sexy, you guys? And like the um, friends are not paying attention at all. Like they're all just really high and just want to eat some cheese fries, which I is something I understand. Yeah, I could relate to that um, motivation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Jenny texts Nikki to say that she should come over, and you know Shane's always puts the needs of others before herself. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you should go over like, oh, well, I guess I lost and Nikki won. Yeah. Like she gets to be with Jenny and I don't blah, blah, blah. I also think Shane wants to be away from Nikki so badly right now that like any yeah. reason to get her away would be great. And yeah, but she also doesn't lie to her it. when Nikki's like, do you think she loves me? I thought Shane was going to say yes. And she's like, I don't know, which is true. Yeah. She goes, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sure. That was great. And then Nikki leaves and all of Nikki's friends leave too. Like what? Are they, Are they all going to Jenny's house? Grilled cheeses? Yeah. Did they not place an order yet? Like what? maybe they're going to In-N-Out and they're going to go oh, sit yeah. in that drive line. line that goes right past my house. Right past, apartment. Right past your house. Yep. Back in the car. Okay. So, um, whoops. Bet made like a little error. Um, somehow <laughs> this is so, this is so crazy. I, you guys aren't even going to believe it. <laughs> I thought my daughter had a fever of 104 and it was just 99.5. I know. I'm like so mortified. That actually okay, is what happens. and Tina love each other. Yeah. Speaking of love. Oh my God. Alice has followed Speaking. Tasha all the way to, I don't know, the east side of LA. I guess so. We never really find out where they're where going. Where Poppy actually lives. Where Poppy lives. Poppy could live literally anywhere. We would never know because they never developed this character at all. Right. And so that's where Tasha's going. And Poppy like leans over her like balcony, like Juliet. And uh, Alice is like, oh my God, I thought you fell off the face of the earth. And it's like, yeah, because you just started ignoring her after season four and pretended like she was never there at all. Yeah. And you're kind of insular with your like community, your little like white lady West Hollywood world. Like, come on. Yeah. And also, and meanwhile, all this time, Poppy is obviously very wealthy. Look at this fucking apartment. I know. It's super nice. It's nicer than anyone else's. She goes nicer in. Nicer than Alice's. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Alice. Suck it. They go in and Poppy makes stupid Poppy sex jokes and yeah. um, opens the door. And who is in Poppy's bed? You're never going to believe it. You're never going to believe it. Blast from but the But you past. better believe it. <laughs> Alice's ex. <sighs> Fucking Gabby DeVoe. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. So now Alice is in the middle of her own chart. Just all around her are people she's in hell with. In hell. And they are in Poppy's house. And uh, thank you to the show for playing uh, some Latin music in the background. Um, just Because so we wouldn't that have we known know. we were at Poppy's house otherwise. Yes. Good job. Uh, great. Everybody. Good job. Yep. Um. There's a moment where Poppy rolls her eyes at Alice because Alice is like just going to like follow Tasha into her apartment, even though no one wants her there, that Poppy's eye roll was so good. Like such a good eye roll. It's over the top eye roll. Would you give the eye roll an Emmy? Um, I would give it a Golden Globe because it's kind of international. Hollywood foreign press. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, We go back to Jenny's. We're back at Jenny's. Sexy time. So Nikki's here. And she opens the door and they just start like going at it. And Nikki uh-huh. can't 
shut up. Everything <laughs> she says is terrible. Like keeps apologizing. Yeah. And like Jenny just like wants her to shut up like so yeah. badly. And she's like rough with her and it's like hot and like she yeah. won't shut up. Shut up. Yep. Shut the, the fuck up. That's the whole scene. Then we cut to Shane leaving the diner. That's the whole scene. <laughs> well, first she's wow. sitting with her Whole Foods bag and then she takes her Whole Foods bag. And she and her Whole Foods bag leave the diner. <laughs> leave the diner. So womp womp. Um, and like a sad trombone plays as she exits. <laughs> yeah, you see a little a guy with a trombone sitting in a booth. It's <laughs> the new Shane theme song. It used to be a gnarly guitar yeah. riff, and now it's a sad trombone. <laughs> That's oh, you know, it's a journey. Um, it's a long night's journey in today. Yeah, then we go back to Poppies for some casual racism. <laughs> Yeah, Alice is like picking up some of the things that like Poppy has out as like decor or whatever. And Alice is like, ooh, look at these little dolls, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, and Tasha's like, come on. And Alice is like, you've got to admit it's a little tacky. And Tasha's like, it's her culture, Alice. And she's like, um, it's so bad. It's so bad. I, I just like want Tasha to like kick her out at this moment. Like Tasha's been trying to break up with her all night and like can't seem yeah. to shake her. And it's like, just please leave, Alice. Like, you are... Go away. But you know what I appreciated, though, is that this is a moment where Tash, where Alice says something fucked up and it is acknowledged that's fucked up, which is a big step for the show because in the past, mm-hmm. people just say fucked up things and it would exist as though it was fine to say those things. And now yes. they're actually naming them. And, and so growth and change for everybody here. Great job. Incredible Speaking of growth work. and change, Gabby and Poppy come in as Tasha is telling Alice that she was a snob. She's a snob, but she wasn't a snob when Tasha met her. And Gabby was like, no, she was a wannabe. And now she's a wannabe with money. And this actually, I thought this scene was very well done because it made, yeah. it sort of showed at like, um, like Alice's vulnerability and how, mm-hmm. um, and like Gabby just sort of like pushes her buttons and Tasha stands up for her. And yeah. what? You weren't like this when I first met you. Actually, she was a wannabe. And now she's a wannabe with money. Ever think about investing in a stylist with all that money, Alice? You need to watch your mouth. Ooh, Alice has a big butch daddy to protect her. Can you give me uh, the liverwurst one? Yeah, yeah. You sure that's liverwurst I smell? I wonder if your friend knows that her girlfriend used to be nicknamed Crash. Because she used to show up at parties she wasn't invited to. <laughs> liverwurst? Also, like, Gabby's not entirely wrong. Right. But Gabby made some points. Yeah. Sorry about it. She did. I'm just, like, kind of, like, on, like, a not liking Alice yeah. vibe I right it, now. I wrote, so, I wrote like, down, like, I am both annoyed with Alice and feel sorry for her. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. She was very vulnerable with Gabby, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, um, Poppy is making liverwurst sandwiches. That's what's liverwurst even like I know I've heard the term a million times, mostly when I was younger, since I feel like it's a seventies food. But right. what is it? I don't really know. But um she shoves a full sandwich into Gabby's mouth to shut her up, which uh was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Physical comedy. And then once they leave, Alice is like, That's who I was before you and says that Tasha is the best person she's ever met. And that can be true. Ready to lose her. 
But Tasha doesn't owe her like a relationship just because no, Alice she thinks she's the best person she's ever met. No, you know? that's not how that works at all. Mm-mm. So we go to a self-fulfilling prophecy. We go to Hit Club where some AKA girls are fighting. Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace. So when the people, the party goers showed up that night to go to the bar, the sign outside said girl bar. She bar. She bar. It said she bar. Whoops. <laughs> Yikes. Um, mm-hmm. And so Helena like fully breaks up a fight, like puts a girl in a headlock and she's like, yeah. no one fights at Hit Club, which is yeah. funny for several reasons. <laughs> Number one, no one knows what the, that this club is called Hit Club. So they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Number two. No one hits at Hit Club? Come on, guys. Come on. That's like ridiculous. Like, what a ridiculous name. Yeah, this like is no so one stupid. fights at Fight Club. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first rule of Hit Club: Don't talk about Hit Club. <laughs> they're breaking every rule. They're breaking. They're breaking all the rules. Um, and again, I think this could be traced back to the butterfly. Um, then Shane and her Whole Foods bag roll up into the club, <laughs> sit at the bar, and would like a shot of Patron. <laughs> uh-huh. Patron tequila. And oh God, oh Helena God. says that women are poison. Women are which poison. We all know. From lesbian covers of Taylor Swift's song Blank Space, um, where we find out that women are poison. Famously. Famously. And now we're back to the car and Bet is apologizing to Tina for defending Shane and says she doesn't want to be casual about the promises she's making to Tina and that she shares her values of family and faithfulness and that she won't ever cheat. Like, okay, good job. Like, good job. Tina looks at her with this like deep sincerity and she goes yeah wow and i'm like i'm sorry did that work <laughs> like do you feel like good. this is a changed person who's just a totally different person now congratulations obviously i mean first of all this is obviously just meant to be some sort of foreshadowing to the stupid thing they're going to try to build up later which doesn't actually whatever we'll we'll all witness this catastrophe as it plays out but um it's uh it's pretty stupid I would say like when you're getting back together with someone and moving in back in with them and, and you know that that you are both wanting to be in a monogamous relationship, that that's kind of a given, you know? Sure. I also would like to once again point out to the people that make the show that <laughs> monogamy is not the only option. And I think that if any of the couples in this episode that have drama could have in any way acknowledged that, then that might have been a little different, but whatever. We are who it's we not are. not my show. You know, it's not my show. We go... Back to Poppy's, where now the subtitles are doing the work for us in this. Oh, yeah. The captions oh, are yeah. doing the work for us here. Yeah. They are describing the grunts and groans and all of their grunty, groany glory. The <laughs> grunts and gl- the gr- glows and grunts. That's happening with Poppy and Gabby in the sex rooms. And <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. Alice and Tasha are laughing. <laughs> there is something lovely about this moment because... It's that thing when you're you've been with someone for a while and you can like yeah. make fun of stuff together, like almost with like uh, a shorthand. Yeah. Like they're not talking, they just start laughing. And yeah. I thought that was really cute and relatable. Yeah. And then somehow Alice convinces Tasha to come home with her. Good job, Alice. Wow, yeah, didn't nice. see that coming. Really didn't think a it real was gonna win. end well. And Tasha's huge, like huge victory. Yeah, but I'm gonna sleep on the couch. And it's like, all right. Alice is like, sure you will, but she she does. Then we come back to Jenny's where they are having uh, more sexuals. Uh, Jenny is topping. <laughs> Jenny, they both have a lot of rings on. And I'm not entirely sure what's happening here, but it's sexuals. Their sex it's, being had it and it is sexual in nature. 
It is sexual. Passionate, yeah, it's, fiery. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it was a scene of sexual nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was real passion between these women. A real, a real explosion of fire, <gasps> like a fireball. Like a fireball. Yeah. Or like a firework, you know, do you ever feel like a paper bag Huh? in Shane's arms? You know, I sometimes do feel like a paper bag and then I uh-huh. get very drowsy so much yeah. so that I could fall asleep at the club. <gasps> we go to hit club where Shane is asleep at the club. At the Porter Peabody Pleasure Palace. Um, Shane is falling asleep in a time. tiny bubble chair. She, <laughs> which is time. great. The implication here is that she drank a lot more tequila than we saw. Uh, I think that she is so drunk that she has passed out with her, again, with her Whole Foods bag. No one has stolen it from her because it probably didn't look like it it contained anything of value. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) just like a few bratty T-shirts. Yeah, they play Closing Time by Semisonic so that she knows it's time (laughs) to leave. As everyone, everyone traditionally understands that that's what that song is for. I have a question. Yes. Don't Burris here close it too. Yeah, so that was going to be something I, I wanted to mention is that they're treating Los Angeles like New York City in this episode. Bars are not open this late. Bars, mm-hmm. I mean, back when we had back when we had bars and things bars are in, not open evenings. Full stop. But when they were, they were open till two at the dot, like on the dot. Like you were uh-huh. gone by two. You were out of yeah. there. Yeah. Unless you were going to some sort of after hours thing, which is not really my scene. So I wouldn't be able to speak to that. But I know that they exist. It does seem like they must there must be like you can't serve alcohol after two right or something i believe so yeah usually they cut you off before that if you're out someplace like at like 1 30 they're done serving i feel like so this is obviously an underground establishment that's flaunting that's breaking all the rules all of them this is never addressed for some reason so don't hold your horses for that and then we go to alice's i didn't know that alice's sofa pulled out I didn't either. We're learning so much. <laughs> Alice is learning so much because she's never bed. even she's never even sat on her sofa bed. So she, she hasn't pops uh pops down right next to Tasha on the sofa bed and she's like, Oh, this is comfy. And yeah. then she's like trying to cuddle and it's like cute. Yeah, they both look and really then, cute. Like Tasha has like her, her she has her hair down, she has an, a bandana on, and then yeah. Alice has her little glasses on and little her little hairs, and they both just look so adorable. Yeah. And Tasha's like, you are not a serious person. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Alice is like, I'm, I can be serious. Watch. And she tries mm-hmm. to not laugh or smile for like five seconds and then breaks. And I yeah. thought that was really relatable because I am also not a serious person. Yeah. I, in this moment, related to them because it reminded me of the relationship I was in where I felt like what we had with each other was a very cute dynamic wherein we were very different. And I was sort of silly and squirmy and she was a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And so we enjoyed our, each other's presence and banter and sexual chemistry. But what do we have in common? Not that many things. Not much. More than Tasha and Alice had in common, though, I would say. <laughs> we had a lot more to work with. So I related to this maybe like 20% related to this. Cool. Alice suggests that they go to therapy. I would like to suggest that they don't go to Dan Foxworthy. <laughs> Guess what? You guys are going to go to Dan Foxworthy. Ugh. We go to Kit's house where Kit is putting Shane to bed and Shane is sad. She's like, I totally fucked it up and it wasn't even worth it. And she's just so devastated mm-hmm. at losing Jenny's friendship because Jenny was her best friend in the whole world. And they talk about how Jenny's life has been really hard and that she's too delicate and fragile. And Shane was the last person she expected to betray her. And then Kit is like, you know what, Shane, you need to fight for Jenny. 
You let all of your women go and you need to fight for this friendship. And Kit is correct. Shane mm-hmm. folds like a chair every yep. time that every anything, time. even like with Phyllis, like she's just like, okay, like she immediately went and pushed Bali away like within five minutes. Nothing. Anyone. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. She is the most passive person in all of her relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, of any she did go she did go to sherry jaffe's and but that was more about like explaining herself and making yeah. sure that sherry didn't think she had like slept with her daughter because that would have been like really fucked up right i guess she did go to shane's or carmen's cousin's house but that's too little too late at that point yeah anyway yeah so shane has an inconsistent record but a lot of the time shane just gives up yeah and kit tells her Go fight to the death. Dun, dun, Foreshadowing, dun, perhaps. Dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun. Okay. So this Can whole we... episode up until this point has been one night, and not just one, like like a, only a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Finally, it is morning. Morning time. All the birds are in the trees, cheering and chirping, and everyone is in the lights. Carly's doing a big yawn. I just yawned so dramatically. Um, So Nikki wakes up next to Jenny and they both look so happy. And Nikki tells her she loves her. And it was so romantic when Jenny said, you've broken my heart. Oh, Nikki, you're so dumb. So um, then Jenny didn't break my heart. You're nothing but a self-absorbed, self-indulgent little brat. And our affair on set was nothing but a showmance. And when I said that you broke my heart, I wasn't talking about you, darling. It's time for you to go. And I liked it. This is again kind of psychotic, but also like <laughs> deserved. Like, like, uh-huh. like Nikki earned this. I think, well, mm-hmm. did she? I mean, is that terrible for me to say? I feel like, I don't know. I feel like well, Jenny's not I entirely just, wrong. Although they were no. kind of in, she was acting yeah, like they, she was in love with her for a while. Well, I mean, they're retconning so many things yeah. with Jenny this yes. season. And one of them is that like, that the, they didn't have a real relationship and they did have a real relationship. They fully did. Yeah. And also, honestly, like, Nikki wasn't this stupid last season either as she is no, now. No, she wasn't. Like, They're making I love her this out character. to be like a real idiot. <laughs> yeah, and I like this version of Nikki because it's funny, mm-hmm. but it's also not super consistent with mm-hmm. last season. And they were definitely, they definitely had genuine feelings for each other. Yes, I we think. saw that like over many episodes last season. Yeah, but Nikki, this episode has shown herself completely willing like when Jenny's mad at them she's just willing to go like oh well let's go be together to Shane so yeah mm-hmm. she deserves this yeah showmance so Jenny kicks her out bye Nikki yep bye Nikki we'll see you later if you want to talk about Jenny at some other point in the series <laughs> so now we're at the planet and everybody's there and all the gang is here Except I didn't see Max, but is he part of the gang? No. Kind of inconsistent. We don't know. Um, Kit and Helena try to keep Shane and Jenny apart, but Shane is like, no, I'm going to talk to her. And Mm -hmm. Jenny's like, if she sits at this table, I am going to leave. And then Jenny fractures the group and creates a new table. This is huge. (laughs) A second table. (laughs) 
it's like a the it's like the thinking is cheating table versus mm -hmm. the don't judge a cheater table. Yeah. So we've got on at one table, we've got Tasha, Tina, and Jenny, which yeah. I can't imagine what that group is chatting about. Like they what a fun group together. <laughs> what what on this planet are they gonna talk about in the planet at their table? They have nothing in common. And also, this is a TV show. So at yeah. the at the like anti <laughs> anti bad behavior table, we have Jenny who had a full affair with Marina while marrying Tim. Um, and I can't remember what happened after that. And obviously that ha had its own context or whatever, but I mean, you know, okay. And, and she loved, she did love and care about Tim. Although Tim, then he, mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway, so we have Jenny yeah. who cheated on Tim with Marina, um, which I understand, but it is, it still exists. It's still there. And we, we have, have Tina, AKA Lindsay 76. 76. Yeah. We have Lindsay 70 fucking six herself over there waiting for the pre-com to squirt out in <laughs> high judgment In high judgment. And, and then we Tasha, have Tasha who indeed is perfect. Exactly. In this Actually regard. Perfect. That is the only one that should be at the anti-cheater table. Yes. Yes. Although she did say that she cheated on somebody once. Remember when they were at the, um, they were at the campfire. Oh, she said she cheated on that girl that they had ran into that. on the pink rhyme. Yeah. Oh shit. But she's reformed. Um, reformed cheater. There you go. Um. And then at the other table, we have serial cheater, Bet Porter. Uh, <laughs> never, never found a relationship that she couldn't cheat on. Um, and we have uh, Shane. We all know Shane. We all know Shane. And uh, Alice, who's just all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, Alice is all over the place. And then what we have here is some, it's a little eye play. Mm -hmm. Some deep, deep, deep lesbian conflict. Oh, yeah. Eye contact. Said only through glances. Yeah. The eyes. The hills have eyes. And by the hills, I mean the characters on this show. And they are gazing. Exactly. On the show, The Hills, which is also in California. Correct. So it's all connected. And don't exactly. forget again, the butterfly. Butterfly. Kit is like, come on, guys. Are you kidding me? They're not kidding. They're just dead fucking shouting serious. in the middle of the restaurant, <laughs> which I loved. Um, also, it seems like Helena also works at the planet. And I was like, OK, yeah. whatever. I guess you guys are just like business partners now. I'm not going to question this. I love it. Um, it's great. It's really great. And um, yeah, so we end with with some dead with some stares. We've got Jenny staring at Shane. Tasha, I'll tell you what, loves to take a side. Uh, loves, loves to take a it. side. And Alice hates it. And so Alice keeps looking at Alice is Alice is communicating a lot with her eyes. Everyone else is sort of yeah. communicating a steady emotion. Like Shane says, please forgive me. And Jenny says, no. Um, but Alice is like going through like, could you please maybe if you came and sat over here, we just ordered waffles. Like she's really trying to say a lot over there. Yeah. And Jenny thinks it's too hot. She like, it's like, oh, it's so hot in here. Yeah. 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 And she's waving. I'm waving issue. now. I'm waving like a fan. Right, you right you, now. you at home can't see it, but Reese yeah. is um, kind of like wafting air around. Well, and I believe that was the end of this little uh, piece. Yep. We do That's not it. go back to three months later in the present. We just stay in this past thing where it's now just the morning after the season five finale. That's as far as we've gotten chronologically at this point. And I, I feel like we're going to get about three months farther by the end of the season. It's a great theory. I think you're right. Butterflies, anything to do with it, we will. Mm -hmm. Here, I'll wake up. And that's the episode. That's the episode. 
Well, one down, a bunch more to go. What did you think of this episode, Reese? Um, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. Yeah. This is not the worst of season six for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some decent acting and and nice writing in this episode. Yeah. Um, some fun cameos with Poppy mm-hmm. and um Zena Warrior mean, we, Princess. We get a major like supernatural conspiracy theory that has haunted which us is, for generations. Which is huge. And you know, are they going to explore that in the rest of the season? It remains mm-hmm. to be seen. And I can tell you that they do not. But we yeah, will. Yeah. We are not going yeah. to let this go unnoticed. Mm-mm. We're going to uncover the truth mm-hmm. about this wretched, cursed butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of mysteries to solve this season, you know. We sure do. First of all, pear planted tart. What's going on with it? Second well, of all. How much does it cost at this point? Is it still on the menu? After the casualty in the pool, is it still kind of like open for business? Right. Like, could other people, maybe people who aren't spooked by the fact that someone died in the pool, could they go to the pool if they wanted to? Did she drown or did she die and then fall into the pool? These are questions we need answered. Right. Or did she walk in like Virginia Woolf? Were there rocks in her pockets? Something you should check. Ever heard of Ophelia from Hamlet? Look it up. Think about um, it. Another thing to look up, it would be some sort of like crime scene procedure and whether or mm. not you're allowed to just wheel a <laughs> uncovered body through a house where there's an awake child sitting there and also all the friends of the deceased yeah. person. Who are all, they all just, like, smell like stopped. Spa. They just like stopped in the middle of the living room <laughs> yeah, as if like to be like, display. look what we found. Check yeah, it yeah, out. Like hey the, guys, like is like a model friend? Walk. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. So totally I think I, this episode was fine. I give it a medium. Yeah, this is like a, this is a medium. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a real road ahead of us, though. Oh, boy. we do. So this yeah. um, season of To Ellen Back, we're going to be doing every other week, every other Monday instead of every Monday, um, because because we just really want to draw this. <laughs> we really want to draw it out forever. Um, <laughs> no, it's just been harder to keep up with this with the uh, with every with week life. schedule um, with yeah, our lives it's, it's at this tough. moment. Um, yeah. But uh, we're really committed to it, and we're really committed to you. Mm-hmm. And we have we have missed all of our listeners dearly. Yes, we have missed you all so so much. We hope everyone is doing okay. If you want to post any comments on our socials and tell us how happy you are that we're back, that would be totally okay. Really great affirming for us. Um, do you want to like comment or like review, like rate or review yeah. the show on your particular yeah. podcast app of choice? Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah. None of these are bad, bad things. Unless, well, if you have a negative opinion, I would say keep it to yourself. But if you have a positive one, I would say share it with the world. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about how you, how you might feel about us and the show. Yeah. Correct. And we're going to have other guests on the show as the, as the show proceeds and we're, as yes. we dig into um, some of the, as aforementioned, some of the worst television writing in the history of the medium. And By far. yeah, just I personally, I'm just already dreading that eventually I'm going to have to watch 608 again. Yeah, I know. It's not fair to either of us, but you mm-hmm. know what? We've committed to this and we have to see it through. I guess, I guess that's all. I guess that's all we have to say about mm-hmm. this. Can't wait to find out what happens next week on this program. But I'll tell you what. Hope someone burns the butterfly. That's the only way to destroy it. As long as it lives in Bet's closet on a hanger, mm-hmm. um, even if it's in a garment bag, it still holds immense power. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which is what the prophecy foretold. Yes. And we'll be getting into that, as you know, as the season proceeds. Of course. And I, I guess on, in conclusion, the end. And in case you're wondering, yes, I do live right across the street from a Ross dress for less now. Are you really close to the Wendy's? I am very close to the Wendy's. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autofreddle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at CarlyTron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right. And finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay, Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three, Luxembourg. Latifah, comma, queen. <laughs> what was that yours, was Luxembourg? Really yeah, it's a country in Europe. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. It's very not... small. It's a tiny yeah. little country. It's a teeny, If it had a voice, tiny, little, quiet, <laughs> If Luxembourg had a voice, it'd be like, I'm so little. I'm like... The smallest carol. I'm Luxembourg. I'm so tiny. Don't step on me. Um, if I have said any listeners to come a queen. Yeah. Queen Latifah. I've been a big um, star. A, a huge star. I've been nonstop basically watching, uh, mm-hmm. rewatching Living multiple single. times. Living single, which also starts with an L. I don't know if I used it last season, but I will use oh, it this maybe. season. If I haven't, that's a preview. But um, all, all I can think about really is, is Queen Latifah and the rest of the cast so that's kind of where my head's up which is like a pretty great place to be if i'm being yeah that's a pretty great place to be um yeah. i am once again playing geography games on my phone and we what do you play geography games oh the game i've been there are two games i play on my phone that have taken over my life uh-huh um one is nonograms hmm. and the other is water connect where you have to connect pipes so that water, different color water can flow in them. And um, these are the things that are calming to me. These mindless games and the dulcet tones of Queen Latifah's voice. Well, you've got to find the cal- your calm where you can find it. Exactly. You have to find that peace. And on that note, if we have any listeners from Luxembourg, please let us know in the comments. And we'll see you next week. if you are Queen Latifah and you're listening mm-hmm. to this, please yes. contact me immediately. Yeah. Please listen in the comments. We would like to have you on any episode. Episode of your choice. We'll, re- we'll re-recap another, any your favorite episode if you've any seen any season, of them. Any season, anything. We would any do. show. Any show we would do. Maybe or we, we could just talk about life. Just talk about life. Yeah. Talk about talk how about set it you live in New Jersey yeah. when my mom used to see you a lot out at places because she lives in the same county you live in. Yeah. Could come um, out in our podcast. And that's, that's important. Yeah. My, one time my mom said Dana came into the store today. And, she and you were like, but she's dead. Latifah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. L word joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Girls in the dark. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking.
eating, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we are.